is Travel Tuesday, and today we are off to Guatemala. Well known as a UNESCO world site, thanks to the beautiful town of Antigua, Guatemala, also known as the land of tree, with over 35 volcanoes, including 11 active ones, is another great destination to visit in Central America. I traveled there in a different way. I hired a responsible travel tour agent who crafted the whole itinerary for me. They are called the Beyond Tourist Company. You'll have to listen until the end to know if I recommend them and maybe get a discount code. This episode is absolutely not sponsored and even if it was, I always give my most honest opinion. I always plan my trip on my own, but sometimes, of course, like everyone that is listening, works gets in the way and we simply don't have time to plan all this kind of trip. So it's very useful to have a tour guide as long as it's not one of those big tourist buses with 50 100 people in it. That's something I will definitely never do. No offense to those who do. So we started in Guatemala City, where our guide and driver for the rest of the trip was waiting for us to take us to a hotel for the night. The city is reputed to be dangerous, but again, like everywhere, you'll be fine walking during the day in the historical district and uh, just try not to venture where you shouldn't. I didn't feel unsafe at all. If anything, people are more curious than anything malicious in my personal experience. A good place to start is the National Palace, which is situated right in the center of the country, and this is where all the roads start. They also take you to this place that show you a typography map of all the volcanoes in the country, which is super interesting. It helps you to understand all the places you are going to visit. And then, of course, it was time for a market visit and eat some food. 60% of the population is Mayan. 23 languages are spoken, including Spanish as the main one, and with 25 different dialects. So imagine how diverse the food is. When someone says to me, Mayan food, I immediately think about Mexico and the ingredients were actually very similar. A bit of a unique street food experience is that in the street, you see these shepherds standing there with goats. And at some point, I saw them serving milk straight from the goats. And people were giving them money to drink this milk fresh and warm from this goat. Apparently, it's good for the gut. I didn't have the gut to try some, so it was not for me. Firstly, I do not drink milk and definitely not straight from a goat looking at me. I mean, yeah, if it's your thing, go for it. It's organic after all. (laughs) Okay, back to solid food now. The place to visit is Mercado Central, not only for the food, but also everything else, clothes, craft, fruit, vegetable, and so on. To eat, the kind of food they have is corn tortillas, chicharron, all sorts of tacos and tostadas, pepian, which is a Guatemalan stew made of corn, guacamole, coffee, and chocolate, the best in Central America, actually. Very, very good coffee. So what are the top three things to see and do in Guatemala? In one sentence, the top three are Lake Atletan, Antigua, and Tikal. But of course, there's a little gems in between. Spoiler alert, I did not go to Tikal Rune, but opt for the other little gem instead. Let's dive deeper. Firstly, you can explore most of the site in the space of 8 to 10 days, but I wish I stayed longer. So if you have two weeks, you should make the most of it, especially because it takes a while to get around due to the windy mountain roads. And the best time to go is November to April. And I was there around Christmas time for about eight full days. Number one, Lecatitlan. After exploring Guatemala City for an afternoon, our guide took us for a three-hour drive 
the next morning down to the city of Panajachel, which is one of the main hubs to start your lake adventure. It's the central point for most people to get on boats and travel to the many villages surrounding the lake. The logic will be to drive around, but it's obviously quicker and apparently safer to cross by boat, and it gives obviously the best views. So from there, we took a scenic boat ride across the lake that took us about half an hour to the village of San Juan La Laguna. It is a very cute village where you spend time going to women houses, which are cooperative that make textile. And the interesting thing that they source the cotton fabric locally and they dye this fabric with natural products such as clay and plants ends up being a very nice quality product. It is also a village full of artists and painting on walls around town. So you can go to these painter homes and see the, the other piece of art that they have. After that, we went to the village of Santiago, where we visited Maximon, a Mayan god that smokes and drinks. And we went to this village to learn more about the spiritualism and belief of the Mayan population that live in this village. They're called Tzuljil. Is written on my website if you want to read more about it. It's actually, we say that the god smokes and drinks because this shrine is actually a shrine that is guarded by guardians. And these are the people who are smoking and drinking, but actually their job is to make sure that everything is respected around the tradition and that, that nobody takes the shrine out of this house. And also to reach out the house, you have to go to some suspicious alleyway at the back of the village in order to find it. And this status is only taken out during Semana Santa, which is the Easter week there, for what sounds like a very nice folkloric ceremony. Then next on the list of villages to visit is San Marco which is a very cool hippie village. If you are looking to find your spiritual self, that's probably the best place to be. They organize meditation retreat, yoga retreat, temescal ceremony. Temescal is a Mayan cleansing ceremony, which is under, you go under a sweaty hut. It feels like you're in a steam room, but you are inside a rock. It gets really hot and intense, but it cleanses your spirit and helps you to manifest all the positive thing in the world and manifest the positivity that you want to bring to the world. It's a very beautiful ceremony and the shaman chanting is so beautiful. They do that a lot in, in Mexico and I like to do it time to time. So as I say, it's very intense. In the village, most restaurants are vegan and as I said, there's a lot of shamans, but be careful because there's a lot of fake shamans as well. <laughs> anyway, I did like it. It was interesting if you are into these kind of things. Of course, you can imagine it's very international, I would say. So not the place to immerse yourself in the culture, I would say. I mean, it's my thing, but I don't like extreme. I like a bit of a balance, especially when I'm in a new country. So I will spend a few days there, maybe for a yoga retreat, for example, and then take all the steam off in uh, San Pedro La Laguna. <laughs> Just joking here, of course, if you don't know what San Pedro is, it's a village known to be party central, backpacker central, is where all the hostel, Irish pub, loud bars, and most restaurants are. So if you st that's your kind of thing, you should go. But the interesting thing in San Pedro is like the base to hike the San Pedro volcano. And if you want to be active during your holiday, which I was not feeling like because I had my dose of volcanoes in Nicaragua and didn't feel like climbing another one. However, I'm off to Indonesia soon, so this type of things will be back on the list. Your girl's got to get this epic sunrise pictures after all. 
Number two, Semuk Champé and Tikal. The second thing that Guatemala is famous for is Tikal National Park. I didn't really have time for this, but I do recommend it. It's spectacular, Mayan rain, with temples scattered around the jungle. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. You can even encounter jaguars if you're lucky. And the setting surrounding it sounds out of this world. So if you have time, you should go to Tikal. However, on the road to Tikal, there's a little gem called Semuk Champagne, which are natural pool in the Lenquin region. This is a six, seven hour drive from Atitlan. So we set about three days there exploring the area. First of all, it is the chocolate producing area of the country. So you should definitely book a tour to get some education on cacao bean or just enjoy all the chocolate by booking a specialized cooking class. The recommended place for that is called Utopia Ecologe because they have cacao trees just in the backyard. So it's very organic. Then the next morning, you get up early for a drive up the Rocky Mountain Road for a little hike to observe natural pool of turquoise water from the highest viewpoint in the jungle and then jump into the mini waterfall. Not from the viewpoint, obviously. <laughs> you have to act back down for that. So let me describe this. You have to walk down super steep stairs and you will get to the base of the river. But the unique thing about this place, which is the translation of Semuk Champé, means river that flows beneath the earth. So the water that is on the surface comes from a hole in the mountains that form this pool who then flow into this massive river who then flows underneath. I hope it's not confusing, but picture on my website. It's a truly incredible and beautiful landscape. It will make a really cool shot to fly a drone there, if you are allowed. And this pool of water has a stunning shade of light green and dark blue sapphire, especially when the sun is out. It really helps reveal the deep color. And also you have little fishes that come to eat dead skin under your feet. No need to go to the fish tank where everyone else put their feet in, especially in the current climate. <laughs> so it was a fun day out for sure. There's also, on top of that, you can can add a tour in a dark cave where you kind of do a canyoning holding a candle that doesn't look like it will be lasting until the end of the activity. So no, that was not for me. I had a very traumatic canyoning trip back when I was in living in Mexico. More on that very soon, just to say no. <laughs> Number three, Antigua. After all that adrenaline, it was time for a good night's sleep and leave the next morning to the other famous spot to visit. Beautiful, colorful Antigua. It used to be the capital pretty much of the whole of Central America. So there's a very rich history linked to the Spanish Inquisition that was in place there, as well as there are several colonial churches, which have now been turned into stunning hotels. For example, our hotel was located in an old covent with a stunning garden and each room was very unique in style. I think it's one of my favorite cities in the world. I know I say that a lot, but Antigua is a mix of colorful houses with this amazing wooden craft door, with beautiful cobble street and a surprise at every corner. I just love all the mystery doors that will lead to some hidden houses, hotels, bar, restaurant, courtyard, and you just follow the music, live music everywhere and super delicious food. What I did for dinner, I was just getting lost in the city at night, following the live music, looking at restaurant menu that will look attractive and then this discovering a couple of bars here and there. There is a wine bar hidden under an arch that I really liked. It was called Tabacos y Vinos. 
And uh, I also remember um, great cocktail, great mezcal, actually, at Café Nossé. This is the place to be, and it stays open late into the early hours. Even walking through the touristic site during the day, such as churches, cemetery, colonial houses, is a beautiful experience with so many opportunities to take pictures. Among those, I recommend a visit to the Mayan Jed Museum. The green color of Jed is the symbol of Guatemala, and the stone used to be a mean of exchange in the past along uh, along with the currency Quetzales. The museum takes you through the whole history and you'll have worker inside cutting stone. It has also a beautiful garden to relax over a drink after the visit. So back to Beyond Tourism Company, how do they make the tour sustainable and if I recommend them? The element that made this tour sustainable is that firstly is relatively affordable. I cannot quote a price here because it depends on how long you want to stay and also the level of luxury you are requesting. But the owner have visited the country themselves, so they are experts and they have contact there with local agencies that will send local guides and drivers, which makes for the best conversation and tells. For accommodation, we stayed at Ecologies and local-owned family B&Bs that employ people from the areas and source their food from the vicinity or literally from their back garden. For example, in the hotel we stayed at in Lake Atitan, they grow their own coffee at the back of the property and a diversity of fruit and vegetables. You can have a proper farm-to-table, breakfast, lunch or dinner, whatever you feel like. The tour takes you to try the food in markets to eat the same things at the local. For example, we also stopped by a local market on our way to Atitlan, a couple of hours outside of Guatemala City. They sell local craft, clothes, natural products such as face masks made of clay coming from the local volcanoes, anti-muscle pain cream made of local plants, and you pay the normal price. No need to bargain, you have to be in the know also uh, um, with this market because it's only open twice a week. And of course, the tour of the clothes-making factory that use natural product to dye the fabric shows an interest in sustainability. Also, the fact that we are taken to see the spiritualism, to understand the country and different traditions, is a good way to let us immerse into the culture and understand boundaries. So yes, I completely recommend to use the Beyond Tourism Company. All the transfer and tour were private, accommodation were exceptional, and the communication with Simon, one of the founders, was outstanding. You could ask any question and he would kindly respond. Even before I had fully paid and confirmed the trip, he was always there to respond to any question and not putting any sales pressure at all. He was even suggesting and capable to arrange a transfer from San Cristobal, a border town in Mexico where I was planning to be at the time. But I ended up arranging my own flight from Mexico City due to change in my own plans and itinerary. So totally recommend uh, their services and even when you are in location you are given a local contact if there's any issues in any case also you can ask your very knowledgeable assigned guide so i'm planning a trip to equator very soon and this is all i will be going with so simon if you're listening keep a space for me <laughs> so um, if you are interested in exploring further what beyond tourism has to offer i've linked their website in the description and don't forget to what you have to do is to fill in the form so then I can send you the code to get a discount on your first booking with them. You don't need to be based in the UK, by the way. Feel free also to fill in the form with any other question you have. 
So now some practical tips about Guatemala. In terms of money, Guatemala is relatively cheap compared to the rest of Central America, especially Costa Rica, because that one is super expensive. They use Quetzale, a currency represented by a bird. They take US dollar, but probably better to have the local currency. As I mentioned in the Peru episode, things will be cheaper if you have cash. Our advice to use a card that allows you to take your cash abroad, such as Revolut. I know I always, I know I love my Revolut, but this is what I use. The another advice is to use ATM that are inside big banks. Don't go use random ATM on the street. The other thing I like is that you can load the money you need into the app, take the cash you need, and then return the money in your main bank account or freeze the cards until you need it again. As a result, nobody can copy your card number or try to pay for things online with it. And actually that has saved me so many times during my travel. Getting around, fly into Guatemala City is the only airport, and then you can take a shot or hire a driver or even Uber to take you around the country. But it takes a long time to drive because the roads are windy and can give you motion sickness on top of the altitude sickness. That was definitely a great advantage of having an experienced driver through the trip as he was a local guide who knew the road and he had a good car. And it was also lucky for me because on top of the altitude sickness, I had a stomach bug surely caused by one of my adventurous trip into a local dive bar. So let's just say I couldn't wait to get out of that car. Anyway, I have heard of people renting cars because the roads are fine and everything. Just a lot of speed bumps here. And then if you want to do that, you will need an international driver permit and a car rental insurance. Don't waste your money on the insurance that they try to sell you at the counter of the car rental company. You can get this type of insurance here in the UK for like 90 quid a year. There are many other ways you can get this type of insurance as part of your travel insurance, but this will take a whole podcast to explain. But drop me an email if you are interested in that, I will send you all the info. In terms of safety, as I said earlier, uh, it felt safe. You must be cautious. Like in any other big cities in Europe or in the state, the advice stands the same for all of Latin America. Do not get involved in drugs, prostitution, or any other trafficking, and you will have a peaceful trip. What to pack? The weather is spring-like in the middle of the country, so you need just like a light jacket. But it was a bit cold at night up in the mountains, so I will for sure take the usual hiking boots, combat trousers, my favorite Patagonia jacket, sun cream, sunglasses, obviously your camera. For the rest, you can find most of things locally. You can, you can, If you get cold, you can get a poncho, a scarf, a bag, whatever, at the market. And it makes a great souvenir to bring back. Well, that's it. I hope you get the chance to visit that amazing country. But if not, forward this podcast to your friend. I'm sure there's someone who will want to go. But leave a review telling me where you want to go so we can start a dialogue. In the next episode, we are going to Mexico with very interesting guests. So press follow. And here is a quote from Dolores Cannon to keep you motivated until then. Don't be afraid of shining a light. Don't be afraid of being powerful. Don't be afraid of being more special. There are no limitations unless you create them yourself. Anything is possible. You are only limited by your own imagination. Thanks for listening and live inspired.